Hey there, it's Mark here, presenter of the Talking Joe podcast. Now, uh, I'm going to say something that's a little bit strange, and bear with me. The thing I'm going to say is, maybe don't listen to this episode. What are you thinking? Oh, Mark, what's going on? Why have you been talking craziness like that? You've gone Coco Loco in your coconut, innit? And I'd say to you, dear sir, that there is an explanation and a reason behind this. This is because the next episode uh, that you may be about to hear was actually recorded as a live stream for YouTube. So we have pictures and audio working in concert together. You can, of course, feel free to listen to uh, listen to the show, but you will be missing, missing out on a crucial component, which is the visual, as we will be sharing and discussing some images from my sketchbook. So maybe listen to this and then flick through the video to, to see the uh, images that we're discussing or uh, have a look at the links that I'll be sharing to some of the images in concert alongside this. So why don't you head on over to the Talking Joe YouTube channel, uh, search for Talking Joe in YouTube or just follow the links from our social media or talkingjoe.co.uk and just find the sketchbook videos. This is episode two, the G.I. Joe special. But it's entirely up to you. It's a free world, isn't it? So um, without further ado, I'll shut up now and introduce uh, myself. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Live from the Talking Joe studios, it's Talking Joe. You seem normal. Whoa, Nelly, we're back, we're live, and uh, you are watching and also hopefully listening to Talking Joe 2. It needs both of them together, really, to get this to work. Um, I am Mark, the Funky Bunch, and uh, this is the second of our sketchbook specials, where I'll be joined by some uh, lovely co-host to have a flick through some original sketchbook art uh, gathered from conventions over the year. So without too much further ado, let's play the intro. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. I can show it to you if you want to have a look. Sketchbook, sketchbook, here's my sketchbook. And now I will stop this song. <laughs> So, first out of the gate, it is my regular co-host, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> a real American Joe, a real American Tim, uh, Tim Finn. Here we go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, Internet. And hello, Mark. Hello. Good to see you again. And uh, actually, while I'm on it as well, we can talk about the fact that while we've got some guest presenters, you, the listener, can also join in. So over on YouTube, in the comments section, you can add in your comments. And look, we can add them in. So there's my test one coming in. Uh, good to, you know, let, let us know you're watching. Let us know your thoughts on the stuff that, that we're sharing. Okay. Second one coming through. <laughs> it is the man. It is Chiefy Two Shoes. Uh, it Whoa! Was... Uh, almost knocked over a 
bottle of piss. Uh, how are we doing, everyone? <laughs> I had a great... Uh, it's a deep cut. Uh, we had a great time on the show last week. Thanks for inviting me in. Uh, I'm surprised you opened the doors back, but uh, I am here. I am glad to be here, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of these sketches. Excellent. Good stuff. And without dilly-dallying, let's see who else we've got coming into our stream. It is... <laughs> This guy. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Chris, Diagnostic AT, McLeod, and McLeod. That's me. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, this is this is interesting. I like it. I'm loving loving this format. Yeah, it's good to have you on board. You are the hardest working man in Joe fandom. You are dropping videos left, right, and uh, center. Uh, so yeah, I never knew. There was so much content about St. Patrick's Day and GI Joe <laughs> that you could possibly talk about, but apparently there is. <laughs> I'll find so, I'll find news in anything, mate. <laughs> it just make it up if need be. I should tell the tens of thousands of viewers and in the future uh, watchers, viewers um, who don't know who these two guys are below me. That so for all the new people who came in to Talking Joe because of me joining the show, <laughs> who are wondering who these two Brits are below me, um, they have previously co-hosted and also founded the Talking Joe podcast. So uh, here, here they welcome them back. Exactly. Nice to be yeah. back. I expected more fanfare. <laughs> I expected more musical instruments. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark and I can work on a jingle or uh, some lyrics for when former co-hosts or founders return to the show. <laughs> I really love I... that sketchbook uh, song, by the way. That was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, when I last sung around you uh, and called you rather rude and rather loud, it didn't seem to go down terribly well. So, <laughs> yeah, you're correct though on both counts. <laughs> No, like Jay, where's, no, where's, uh, nobody, where's Jay? Nobody disagreed with that. I like that. So Jay is currently experiencing technical difficulties, but uh, will be with us hopefully at some point also. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, before I thought uh, before we get into the sketchbook stuff, we could potentially just uh, talk about one of the big bits of G.I.G. news this week, which was... Here we go. Mezco Destro. Um, so uh, I know Chris has been talking about this already over on the, the full force. So check that out for the full and exhaustive coverage. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I've not been one to, to sort of go too far out of my lane in, in terms of toy collecting. Uh, but yeah, this is looking tempting. It's, uh, it's deluxe, going to be $100. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's looking pretty cool. Um, out of yeah, I've uh, got, the four I've, of I've us, got a... I was going to say, out of four I've... of us, who who are likely to to sort of put our hands into our pocket and shell out with this thing? We've I've got already pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-ordered it as soon as it came up. As soon as they dropped uh, the pre-order, I was I was on it in a in a flash. I think That's is it a... is it it's March twenty twenty two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, between January and March twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a time to wait on that one. But I've my got... goodness. Yeah, I've got a couple of Mezco <laughs> figures, actually. I've got a, a Marvel Moon Knight and I've got a Batman Supreme Knight. Um, and they are probably the best figures in my collection. Um, just the 
the attention to detail that Mezco puts on these guys, not only with all the accessories, the multiple hands, the the equipment, um, the articulation. You never kind of know what you're getting from the figure because they're, they're, they have these fully clothed figures uh, which yeah. have been hand sewn. Um, so you don't know whether you're getting double jointed knees or elbows, but everything that I've seen, uh, you know, articulation is not a problem. You're going to get it in all the poses you want. Um, the face sculpting is fantastic. So I don't think this is going to be any different. This looks like a like a belter. I've yeah, got a one twelve collective Batman Dark Knight Returns the blue ver like the kind of um, not the uh, not the actual grey and black one but like the oh the, the blue one, one. oh yeah yeah with, with, the, with one. the old the old school bat symbol on it and um, that is amazing like that is like simply outstanding and again yeah. that comes with a it comes with like a stand for the cape so you can put, you can basically like. <laughs> put this almost like um you know like it's it's like um like fingers effectively that you can kind of move and manipulate and, and wrap the cape around and, it, and you can get him into some most amazing poses yeah, but yeah i think yeah. this this destro is outstanding do we think they're going to do any more your you, fingers on the pulse of toys more than any of us probably um do you think they'll do any more gi joe figures mesco or they'll see how this uh, one goes first I don't even think they'll see how it goes. I think we've got. I think they've got um, others designed, others on the way in production. These these kind of things take a long time to. Uh, you know, January to March 2022 gives you an idea of how long this this guy's taken to get get done. Uh, yeah. But they they have to have these things in production way in advance. I think this is going to be really successful, and I think they're going to do. Uh, obviously, you're going to get snake eyes. No no <laughs> doubt in my mind, you're going to get snake eyes. You're going to get um cobra commander you're going to get duke you're going to get your, all of your classic core characters done off the bat um but i definitely think snake eyes is going to get done i wonder if snake eyes was maybe going to go first and then because of the movie delay the schedule got moved around very very good point uh, i agree totally with that and also i'm not sure if you guys noticed but uh, mezco put out a fan vote the other day for the next hazard squad figure and one of them is called Death Adder, and it is effectively version two 1985 Snake Eyes body with a snake's head. Um, so I'm, I was kind of looking at that the other day, thinking, I wonder if like this is almost mm. like a, a, you know, like a future look at a possible Snake Eyes. But we we kind of discussed it, and we're probably under the, like, we, we only we could only speculate. But we, myself and my, uh, Pat Stewart, uh, co-host on the on the Full Force Weekly, we were kind of thinking maybe they're going to do something slightly different design-wise for Snake Eyes, but it's we, you, it has to happen. There's, like, no doubt about it. And I think Tim's absolutely spot on. I think they probably would have led with Snake Eyes had the film come out last year. Yeah, how solid are these these figures? Are they, do they stay up to a little bit? You've got to be careful with them. Yeah, I think with some of them, like on this Batman Supreme Knight, actually, I've got him here, in fact. Um, with this guy here... Zoom in yeah, so he's got the wired cape amazing you know so you can get the full flared out effect of him jumping on this on the That's stand so but cool. um things like in the elbows because the suit is kind of slightly rubberized um if they if you're doing lots of this i think you will see some wear and tear on the knees and the elbow not the joints itself but just the suit um where and the rubberized thing i think it, I've heard it happen on like the Black Series IG88 figures where he's got rubber on the elbow and that just that rubber just deteriorates mm. over time. And I'm, I'm not sure if it will happen with this overextended use possibly. But I mean, 
this guy he has he has a um magnetized head oh wow to um <laughs> that that helps to keep the cape on so yeah this guy very uh, mezco destro's in good hands excellent i think i might i think i'm i've been one over i think i will be putting in my uh my pre-order for for that one tim do you think do you think you you'll be won over by this 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 line and, and venture out into a different sort of gi joe collecting um, I have ordered not this for my store, but the Destro and Baroness, I think it's the Diamond Select Deluxe PVC, which were in uh, Diamond Previews, I think, one or two issues ago. And I, I think they're, what are they, they're 50 or 60 bucks, and they, they're not they're not posable. Um, is, that, is that the one where he's kind of running, there's a wall, a sort of broken wall behind him under no, gunfire? You're thinking of the piece that that's the Diamond Select Toys um, Destro diorama statue. The one okay, that sorry. Tim's talking about, I believe, is PCS um, PCS collectible. Uh, yeah, PCS. Now um, I forget what their name was originally, but that it's effectively that. But the letters of it. Uh, thank you for the for the correction. Um, in in the in the back half of previews, the toy section isn't organized in a way that makes as much sense to me as the comics like publisher section in the front half of previews. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, we have a little glass case at my shop, uh, which like all the books and bookcases is in storage for the renovation. And we don't really sell toys, but I've made uh, five or six exceptions over the years for uh, like the Sergi Sergio Aragonis uh, Mad Magazine Batman black and white um, statue. Uh, I mean, that's not a toy, that's a statue, but um, that's so much fun. If it doesn't sell, it's just a fun thing to decorate the inside of the glass case. And then six yeah. years later, it's sold. Um, so um, that's the long haul right there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you, if you have a shop, you know, some things are kind of decoration. You might have some art on the wall that's not for sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, with the Destro and the Baroness uh, statues, um, I thought, uh, you know, G.I. Joe awareness in the next year is going to ramp up again because of this movie. Um, if they sell, that's great. If they don't, they're a nice decoration for the store. Uh, but the the Mezco one, um, I have a friend or two who buy really high-end uh, action figures like this, and I enjoy them in their collections. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Marty nice. McFly and the, like, you know, like Iron Man 2, Black Widow. I forget who makes them, but you know, hot her. toys and stuff like that. And Thank yeah, you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh Amazing. yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Where's the sketches, okay, man? Cool. Let's move on to the sketches. So uh, we're keeping it uh, GI Joe. Oops. There we go. That was a bit, a bit of a, a preview. But yeah, we're keeping it GI Joe this week. Last last week we delved into my sketchbook for some of uh, the the non GI Joe elements, but this time it is pure 100% G.I. Joe and the first I'm one, guessing Rakondo's coming up. <laughs> it's Rakondo. <laughs> <laughs> Telepathy. <laughs> so uh, this one was from uh, Roll Out uh, Roll Call 2013. 2013. And is, yeah, and good year. And uh, was from was Ralph Nicey. Uh, who uh, sadly uh, left us, uh, I think, November last uh, year. And uh, he was, uh, yeah, with uh, one of the sort of this, the um, boutique toy. Bad leg, uh, bad leg toys, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Well yeah. remembered. 
Did he have a, an association with G.I. Joe or Action Force um, before? Um, I, I'm not aware of a particular association. Um, the, the big association there was that he was at a, a G.I. Joe slash Transformers uh, specific show <laughs> and was drawing. Uh, so therefore, lots of people were interested in asking him for, for G.I. Joe and Action Force uh, related uh, sketches. And he did quite a few uh, cool ones. And I was, yeah, I just, you know, no awareness of, of, of this guy and just uh, happened to see some of the things that he was sketching on through the day and thought, wow, this is like a really cool um, style, sort of this very sort of bombastic, in-your-face, bold, close-up, very bright colours, uh, very cool. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, again, it's a, you know, pretty quick sketch here, but but sort of really um, a great, uh, you know, a great portrayal, sort of unique to itself. It's not, it's not trying to be anything else, is it? There's, there's something in the foreground, right, his hand and part of his weapon, and uh, he's got a cigar. So yeah. something unusual for a Joe and something a little unusual mm. for a convention sketch that's sort of compositionally framing it like this. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like you kind of, you, if, you, if you know Joe, which I know everyone here does, but like, you know, like Rakondo, the character, um, you know, he doesn't scream to me like he, he, like he has a cigar or he's like, this this kind of style and the way he's been done is like a is a completely fresh new take on on I think on the character because it kind of screams to me almost like um like he's he's not a poacher but he might be out there stopping poachers <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> he just has that kind of vibe going on for me at the moment um, but yeah I quite like the, the the kind of new fresh take on a on a character that has had like a decent amount of of development in comics and, and cartoons. Yeah, I like that idea of an anti-poacher. Sort of, it does seem to be in keeping with that role that um, Ricondo played with the Turicos, and you know, maybe yeah. you've got Norgahide on one side as the poacher, and uh, and, and Ricondo as the anti-poacher. Uh, story possibilities. Yeah, fight, they and, have to uh, fight fire with fire with matching up the, the mustaches. That's what they have to do. <laughs> this is this is a slightly cartoony style, right? Mm. The, you know, his ears a little big, his eyes are a little big. Uh, his his features are a little big, and the inking, uh, the inking says a little bit of cartooning because uh, the lines get so thick. And uh, I've said this in the regular podcast a couple times when an artist sort of not normally as associated with GI Joe or drawing in a style not generally associated with GI Joe. Uh, uh, sadly, we can't have this. But I'd love to if if this guy had storytelling chops, I'd love to see. Draw mm. an issue, and he's Absolutely. got you know he's got really good control over not just line but also so you can see that for example you know he's got these really quite f fine lines on on his nose much thicker lines sort of defining the the features but then the, you know the color he's sort of just using this, this sort of pinkish for the skin tone just very sparsely just sort of. So that we're getting this this pure white reflection in a, you know it's all a great of the right great effect it's, yeah absolutely uh, it's really really well done yeah the white of the paper is the highlights yeah absolutely and let the and paper just... do the work right <laughs> <laughs> the, um, Gregory Wright when he colored um, John Romita Jr. and Klaus Janssen for the first eight issues of Punisher Warzone 
did this a lot. And I think he was following the pencils and inks. He was letting the white of the paper be the highlights. And mm. in a comic like Punisher, there's a lot of uh, muzzle, muzzle flare, muzzle flash to create highlights. I've never really noticed all the guns in Punisher, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, Cam, Cam Kennedy, who I, who I know personally, um, he did this uh, Punisher special, um, which was set in Scotland. Um, Blood on his, the Moors. There we go, yeah. Uh, yeah, in his Dark Empire style, uh, painted um, style. Um, so it looks very nice, but uh, they were sort of, uh, you know, questioning as a story point in in you know in england scotland we don't really have a huge amount of guns going about so so when they were sort of getting to the to the you know punisher getting his weaponry and the the villains that he was going up against they were like turn it back we don't have too many guns you know but they're going no you've got to get the guns in the story you've got to <laughs> this is a fun story who wrote that was that alan grant uh alan grant i think yeah i think you're right and also, doesn't doesn't Punisher have a sword on the cover? An, another? Am I am I just making that up? Or is there a... No, yeah, yeah he, there is definitely a sword. There's a mythical sword from this Scottish ghost that uh, plays a role in the story. You know, when you when you can't find guns in the UK, grab a sword. Yeah, let's see. It's, is it my shelf? There was a Punisher cover that I'm trying to find at the moment. I can't remember what issue it was, but I remember we got it in the UK on like a holiday special, perhaps. And it was basically him with his back against the wall. And you could see down the, the side, on the, you're, as you're looking at it on the right-hand side of the page, you could see the Hell's Angels or like kind of vigilantes kind of like approaching him, like all kind of like a gang basically, like kind of approaching like with a subway in the background. Um, do you remember that? Like it was, I, I think it's been homaged since like a couple of times, like even on a Punisher Warzone cover as well but i can't for the life of me find it and i wasn't sure if any of the uk guys remember that as a holiday special no. or if any if anyone's watching and remembers what i'm talking about or knows what i'm talking about <laughs> let me know because i've been looking for that cover for ages and i've probably dreamt it <laughs> okay what's the next sketch mark yeah the next one i was just going to um i was just going to flash up on the screen Ooh. this print so ralph uh produced that ralph nice produced as a rollout roll call uh exclusive um which uh focused in on baron ironblood and, and the red shadow uh, team uh again in his quite uh you know but bold cartoony uh style. uh yeah very nice i style. really like that what i what i really like is obviously the homage to the uh packaging the palatoid packaging where you've got the red the yellow and the blue but then rather than it being just a straight, you know, line, which it was like, it was just a yellow stripe effectively. He's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, made that like lightning stripes, like lightning shapes and everything. And I, I just really like that. And I love like the little um, bits of lightning kind of coming off it. So it's like, it kind of looks a little bit electric and a little bit more vibrant. So it's really nice. I, I, I really like that. The only, the only thing that kind of makes my eye kind of go a bit funny is the fact that it's not like you don't have another character on the right hand side to kind of yeah. make it a bit more symmetrical. But that I think that's more to do with the fact that my... I, 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 I struggle with that, like, not in an OCD way, but, like, <laughs> those things, they stick out to me a little bit. Um, and even if, you know, you, the, there are some aspects where composition doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be exact on either side, but in, in shots like this, like, sometimes I think, oh, there should be another character over there, you know? 
if there were another character there, the logo might line up with their kneecap or their like yeah, shoulder yeah, exactly. in an awkward way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I'm sure that they did it. Cool. Okay, or you put the logo in the top there? right. What I'll take that. We have got <laughs> <laughs> we have got something. Hopefully, <laughs> come on, computer. I'm gonna guess there we go. that it is Norgahide, and it's the opposite version of the Rakondo image, Man, facing left. Have. Come on. <laughs> Instead of holding his gun, he's holding his warthog in the in the foreground. I'm gonna well, try opening it up again. While Mark's having technical challenges, I'll point out. Never mind. No, 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 no. Oh, Let that's a nice know. picture. That's Did my you... family again. Oh dear. Yeah, you look a bit grey there. <laughs> speaking of the, so speaking young, of the, so young. Speaking of the black and grey Dark Knight Returns Batman, how about that shirt Mark was wearing in the previous? <laughs> image? I missed it. What was it? Oh, because you'd been talking. It's it's the pose of uh, Batman and Robin jumping. Ah, the from silhouetted one. Uh, they're not blacked out. You can see them. Okay. But because you had the figure. Oh yeah, in a similar. I kind of did it in a in a very rushed similar pose. That guy. There you go. That guy. Uh, there we go. So. Batman yeah, seems to be the go-to for all. <laughs> it's like all Mezco purchases. Who what? Who has They've what? They made like oh, a, a billion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have got a lot. Here we Ooh, go. Here's the next one. There we go. That's Ooh. nice. Uh, this right. pose. Let me, do, let me zoom zoom in a little bit to hide his signature, so that <laughs> this to, uh... this pose uh, echoes recalls the original package painting pose so it it feels it's not only active right which is exciting it's not only full body which is exciting uh but it's also i don't want to say retro but familiar yeah mm -hmm. absolutely I when like, when when did you get this one this was the same one rollout roll call 2013 i don't know so, who that is is that michael collins that's right, Michael Collins. So, nice. uh, who did a good amount of action force work and yes, specifically worked did. on a Destro uh, storyline, which I think was called Down and Out or something like that. Down and Out, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a did good you, one. Did you provide reference for these two artists when you had your sketchbook? Did they have reference in front of them, or did they remember the characters? So, I think for Ralph Nice, I said. Um, I think I said, um, here's a list of reference of various Yojo characters. Choose one and surprise me. Um, and yeah, I think I gave him like a, a printout of essentially, you know, a handful of different different characters. He chose uh, one and then he punched you in the face. That was a surprise, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Collins, I probably said, can I get a Destro? Do you need reference? And I have a feeling he said, I don't need it. I, I might be misremembering it. It was uh, nice. It was That's ago, but... that is gangster. That is. I love that. So this is um, this has been drawn with uh, uh, warm and cool gray markers, right? There's this this almost yeah. an optical illusion where you look at this and you think that's in color. It's actually gray markers that have a yeah. tiny bit of yellow in them, and gray markers that have a tiny bit of blue in them. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. 
Yeah, and it's funny, also, how, it's funny it, how as soon as it flashed up, I saw the collar in red. It's so weird that you, your your mind, you know, you you're like your brain fills certain aspects in, doesn't it? Like that your like you say the familiarity is already there, and your brain like fills in the gaps. It's it's so it's so odd. Yeah, this is how good <laughs> this is how good you know the uh, mic is here, and how good the tools he's working with is. I thought, oh, this is a watercolor piece, but it's not. It's the Copic markers, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever brand he was using, it was probably Copics, to be honest. Yeah, as, as you say, um, I I thought even 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 though I would have been stood in front of him while he was doing it, I thought yeah, that's probably grey grey washes with um, inks. But I think I think you're right. That is uh, that is looking like Copic uh, markers to to get those greys and particularly yeah, the yellows in the uh, in that. Uh, in the in the collar, it's working. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that he's made the uh, helmet look so chrome as well. Yeah, like it really stands out, doesn't light, it? Yeah, a light touch to it as well. Yeah, let the paper do the work. Exactly. All, all, the paper, yeah. all of the artists who draw really well are offended by this idea of letting the paper do the work because they're the ones <laughs> making yeah, the decision. It's like, no, yeah. I'm drawing. I'm choosing to let. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm allowing the paper <laughs> to uh, Chief, to compliment to compliment my yeah my, my excellent work. But uh, just love the fact the way that the chain is kind of hanging. Um, even simple things like the his left foot just the angle that he's got the left foot just coming kind of straight down is is a, is an active choice and it just makes the stance that much more sort of powerful i think yeah but really dynamic considering it's just he's effectively just bent knees standing there but there's so much going on like like tim mentioned earlier on like the that kind of the the art the arms as well in the position that they're in like and you just it just really yeah it's a really nice effective pose really really good stuff yeah I've not um, seen that. I've the, seen I've seen most of Mark's stuff, but I don't remember ever seeing that one before. So this is cool. It's good. Yeah, and the great thing about going to a show like Roll Out, Roll Call, and, and some of some of the smaller shows is that often the artists aren't overwhelmed in the way that they they are at the larger shows. So so they're able to um, ha take a little bit more time over these things because they don't they know that okay if I if I rush this one then I'll be able to get onto my next one and you know get, make a little bit more more money. Whereas I think he basically had the time to, to to take a bit more time without without then saying no to other people so that was mm. nice and he was yeah i think sort of working away a, a commission uh, uh a color commission for gambit through it for for a lot of the day as 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 well so uh i love yeah. the fact he just he, he, when you asked if he needed reference he was just like no get out of my face <laughs> get out of my my space right now i'm going to draw this in 10 seconds <laughs> no, he did he did take a decent amount of time to, to do it you can tell it's really really good yeah, yeah. there we go next up oh wow Mr. So, so, again. so much personality oh. wow this is that's this amazing got, this is like probably my favorite rendition of this character that i've seen anywhere to be honest do you know what uh, strikes me almost immediately from this is the fact that he's made the left hand where the thumb because it's more prominent and forward he's made it slightly bigger uh, but it just works like everything is just oh that's just fantastic i love that yeah exactly <laughs> see it's bigger and I, I, i'm guessing i'm guessing this is one of those situations where You've gone up to Chris uh, Weston and you've said, you know, will you do me a G.I. Joe character? He's likely said, I don't know any G.I. Joe characters. You've said, here's a few reference pieces. Which one do you like the look of? He goes, oh, I think I can do something interesting with, with this guy with his big tat on his chest. And uh, this is the result. So, 
Yeah, you've nailed it, Chief. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, this was, was it. Was a, a Chief there? Was Chief standing next to you at the time by any chance? <laughs> he pro- might be at the same show. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> this so was the... uh, this was London uh, LSCC. Uh, what's that stand for? London Super Comic Con 2014. Yeah, Chief would have been at that one. Yeah. So three three things jump out at me. One. So much personality in the mm. face, and yep. and so much gets added to this because he's leaning to one side or the other. He's not yep. standing straight up and down or drawn straight up and down. Um, you know, even if you don't know this character, you know this character from this drawing. Two, um, uh, s- small but really effective use of spotting blacks. So the the core shadow under the brim, his past his nose under his jaw under the grenade uh under his pouch and his his lower hand mm. and then that reflected light uh on the far left of his neck um which adds adds so much dimensionality to a drawing which already had a lot of dimensionality and then lastly um the the, the original you know 10 or 14 years of gi joe characters there is particularly in the first five years or so there's so much elegance in the simplicity of the designs and I never get bored of these characters. Mm. And as as they get reimagined in newer comics or they get turned into deluxe action figures, there's a tendency to turn anything simple into comp- something complicated, like, you know, wrist gauntlets that just had a couple uh, vertical divisions become like little computers or grids or Mm-hmm. A strap becomes this like deluxe strap with me- with mesh and like netting and fringe and all this stuff. And <clears throat> and there's a lot to do with something as simple as like a backpack strap. It's like, yeah. no, you, you can draw like trim on a little pouch with a snap. Uh, you can draw a lot of detail into just a basic grenade uh, and you can make something out of a nondescript uh, wristband. Wristband, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's he's made it. He's made as well. He's made him look thick and and kind of big up top without having to draw big pecs and muscles. Simply by yeah, the, you know, several things, but just the way that the that the waistcoat is kind of arching a little bit gives that impression of of, of bulk up top and the the traps and the the thick neck. Just without having to draw him looking over muscled, he's given him this stature. Fantastic. This really is also good. a little funny. <laughs> the, the intensity he's not crazy but he's you know he knows he's a he knows he's a an intense guy he's i mean he's, if you didn't love gung-ho before now there's something wrong with you but if you didn't then this is the one that turns the corner for you surely and now i want a gung-ho one shot drawn by chris oh, weston yes yes <laughs> oh, how do we make that fantastic. happen how do we make that happen you you contact him and pay him a lot of money. Done. Yeah, that, that would be the main way. That would be the way. But Chris, Chris is 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 an artist that um, doesn't just chase the paycheck. He he will you know he actively seeks the properties that he is interested in working on. So uh, he he loves dread, and so almost exclusively he's been working on 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 dread for for sequentials. So. Um, and that's because he just, you know, absolutely loves the loves the character. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think you'd have to you'd have to make it worth his while for sure. Well, or some pinups. We'll take some pinup more pinups. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. We got a message in from uh, Ben, by the way, who is catching it down the beach. <laughs> hey, 
Well, uh, to, to make this into a pun, hopefully the next drawing is Beachhead. Uh, mm, uh. Or no. not. It's, it's the Baroness. Sand Scorpion. No, it's not. Wow. I think this is Dan Boltwood. Bing, 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 bing. Okay. You got it. I think wow. you were there for this one. You got something from him at the same yeah, time. I yeah, I got a... I think I got something as well, yeah. Um, who, who he's is kind of a small, smaller named... UK artist hasn't done much sequential work. If he has it, I think it was for smaller publishers, possibly. Yeah, I know Mark like, can correct me. Yeah, I think he's done like his, his own self-published indie stuff, and and yeah, so not not necessarily such a, a well-known name. And yeah, I think the brief on this one was probably can you draw the Baroness? I suspect it, it might be. I might have left it even more open and, than that. Uh, left the book with him and uh, and came back to to find to find this this uh, yeah sort of bombshell sort of uh, I guess like a, a no uh, like that the sort of the nose art that you might see on a on a on a bomb Memphis Bell kind of thing. Absolutely, how I learned to stop worrying and love Cobra. <laughs> so I'm 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 not a fan. I, I love this drawing. I'm not a fan of GI Joe pinups and covers. Uh, with like sexy Baroness or mm -hmm. uh, sexy Scarlet, because yeah, I'm, I'm not one of the oversexualized stuff either. That's honest. not who those characters are, and uh, it's not what GI Joe is. And it's it's awkward to take two or three characters out of all of. It's like do it do it for the men. Um, mm -hmm. It's like but you know, like most people don't want to see that, which proves why it's a problem. Um, yeah. But uh, where it's um, more alluring and less uh, sort of too sexy. And certainly when an artist can back it up with really good drawing and design chops, and then, you know, this is sort of harmless because it's in someone's sketchbook and it's not a variant cover. Um, this is, there's a lot to like here. But yeah, also I like it makes it makes sense from from a drawing perspective that that you know maybe you wouldn't want to see you know your your overly overly sexualized baroness but from a perspective of this particular illustration if it's being drawn as like uh, nose cone art for a bomber plane in that sort of uh, over of uh, art then then it makes sense that you're getting something a bit cheeky and cheesecake because there's that uh, tra tradition. I want to see Gung Ho Sorry, sitting on it with his piece out, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's move on. Here we go. Another Baroness. John Royal. This, Sorry. This signature is relatively... You can't really miss though. that, though, can you? <laughs> but I got it first, Chris. <laughs> Too slow on the buzzer. Right, that's it. I'm, I'm on the next one. I'm ready. I'm ready to scream it out as loud as I can. Where was uh, and where was this, this from? This was London Film and Comic Con 2014 because John Royal is I think I was there uh, as well. A Brit. Yeah. I think I can't remember whereabouts in uh, in in the country he's based but um certainly on these aisles somewhere. Uh yeah, fairly simple brief I think that one was um can you draw me a baroness? <laughs> I think he's he's not a person that is particularly keen of con convention sketches. He does prefer to sort of uh, you know, take his time, sort of rough thing, rough things out, and and sort of you know because of that quite precise style that 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 he um, he tends to to take. Uh, I loved yeah. his cover so, recently on uh, two seven eight, the uh, Frozen Land issue, where it's got Snowjob and Iceberg and the Snowcat. Oh my god, that is brilliant! I like could talk. Really... 
Go, go now after you. I could, I could talk about that cover for five minutes, and I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was just looking over to see if I had that one, but I've got the cover cover A. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I remember last time. Uh, when was the last MCM convention that we uh, went to? 20... I went, I think, 2019. 20, maybe it was 2019 and um john was there and i actually i, I said to him um would he like to come on to the podcast you know and do do an episode and he said he he was flattered for the offer and you know under you know normal circumstances he would say yes 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 but he said because he is a bit more introverted and not 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 sociable in a bad way but just did wouldn't didn't feel comfortable going on and you know the thousands and thousands of people that would have listened to the show um he he politely declined the offer to to come on the show but um he was you know he 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 liked the idea of it but i think if mark would have asked him he'd have been fine but because you walked (laughs) over there with your big floppy hair chump with his headbands well it was probably (laughs) diagnostic who was co-hosting at the time anyway oh yeah he was probably oh god i'm not having him i'm not getting on there with that douchebag probably thought (laughs) So uh Baroness's down. glasses here are uh is this sort of shaped more like the the first live action film cuz in the in the original toy in that George Perez pinup in the Marvel run she's got proper round ones yeah yeah proper round ones yeah i think that i think look that look, look is definitely my my favorite with the round glasses but uh yeah i think a lot of artists choose to go a different way on that one yeah, it's um, an interesting choice it. on that. Yeah, totally. And maybe he's gone with it to uh, accentuate the, the 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 style of the the way he's doing her face. Like, you know, the the round glasses might not really come across that well with the way he you know he draws and, and shapes the face. So maybe it was a choice based on that. And the the more you know, the more artists that that do that, the more the more reference when you're starting to look will have that on it. So. Um, you know, a lot. If if you're just looking around and seeing what does how is Baroness normally drawn, uh, more often than not, you will see her with a uh, sort of the narrower or even pointed glasses. Uh, I also like so how just... I also like how John does covers where they that so most of the time nothing like what is happening on the cover <laughs> is happening in the actual issue. And I love that Law and Order one where they're fighting uh, desert scorpions, just like. It's the most random cover I've ever seen, but it's great. And yeah, I do like the 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 the, the stuff that he throws in into his covers. So yeah, this is a nice. I like this Baroness actually. It's quite. Cool I'm seeing. I'm just. I'm seeing Jay's comment. Hi, fellas. Sorry I couldn't join you all this morning. Technical difficulties. Sad face. Uh, Jay, type in the comments what you think of these drawings. Yeah, because uh, I was going to say, you know, we're looking forward to having you on the show, Jay. So it's a shame you're not here. Yeah, sorry, Jay. Amazing. I was about to continue singing, though. I was there, leave Jay ain't never gonna be acceptable. I'm just kidding. Very good. Okay, let's move on to the next drawing. Here we go. Who's this guy? Snake eyes. Mike Mayhew. Son of a Mike Mayhew. (laughs) Come on, Chris, be faster. 
I know. <laughs> I, I have to like look look at the screen because the signature was so far away. But I wouldn't have got that anyway. Yeah, he was still thinking about Mel and Kim. <laughs> I was. Oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Mayhew. Where was this have been? This was uh, London Film at Comic Con. Same the same show, twenty fourteen. Um, yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, Mike does had, the had nice kind of photo realistic stuff, doesn't he? A lot of the time, the kind of like the That's Lady right, J, yeah. Baroness, um, Oda Cobra covers that he did recently. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah he and... did. Um, he did the X Men Origins Jean Grey one shot. Yeah. Um, so he's. Uh, but but he's more he's much more known as a cover artist. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What's his and, style uh, like in on interiors, by the way, Tim? Is it? It's not. It can't be. As, it's not photorealistic all the way through, is it? No, know. it's no. It, it's it's quite similar. Uh, he oh, wow. he is an artist who who hires models. You know the way that like Alex Ross hires models. The way that uh, you know people who like paint covers for Dungeons and Dragons novels like, hire artists, and they'll like they, they I, often get they often get me in just for the the body for for the. <laughs> for the for the for the fat dwarf, not the, the certainly <laughs> not the certainly not the personality. Uh, uh, so Alpha this is <laughs> this is interesting. This this drawing in front of us, rather than Chris's physique or personality, <laughs> is interesting because um, Mayhew uh, uses so much uh, uh, photo reference, right? Taking photos of models, um, it's it's like when Alex Ross uh, draws without using reference, it's interesting to see how it turns out and mm. to see that like he can, mm. he can draw like great poses and faces and lighting and textures. Um, and I don't, I've seen so little of Mayhew's interiors or non sort of photo referenced covers yeah. uh, that I sort of don't know what to expect from his more sketchy stuff uh, drawn improvisationally. Um, this is really fun. I like the, uh, I like the sh the shading and I like the the pose twist in the spine contrapasto. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting pose, isn't it? Yeah, and the way he's uh, holding the sword as well, kind of like down low. It's it's definitely got that kind of uh, traditional sword fighting kind of uh, kind of style to it. Yeah. I'm also facing happy slightly... to. <laughs> Sorry, facing slightly to the to the right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm the the lines on his uh, fingers and both hands. His hands start to flatten out and become abstract. And um, a comment I didn't make a few days ago on the previous episode about convention sketches is, um, to me, there's a sweet spot for convention sketches where I wouldn't want to contact the artist ahead of time and get in the queue. It's like I've got six convention sketches for Saturday, like email me or PayPal me, and then you can pick up your drawing at the convention. Um, I also don't want to wait in line for an hour, and I have done that. For me, there's a sweet spot where an artist is spending somewhere between 30 seconds and three minutes for a convention sketch. And I don't yeah. want it to be uh, like 100, 200, $500 commission that takes an hour or three. Cause to me, that's a separate thing. That's a commission, which they do if they want evenings, weekends, when they're not at a convention and at a convention, I want to see them draw the sketch and I want this sort of optimum. Uh, I want them to be able to make as many convention sketches as sort of they can for the line, for the queue. Mm, um, yeah. And so where things get rough, fast, um, 
sort of unfinished, flattened, abstracted, like these hands on snake eyes here, uh, that's totally fine because this is not a page of art or a cover and this is not a fancy commission. Yeah, You're right. It's like I, almost like a snapshot was... from that, from that, you know, the artists like, you know, straight out. Yeah. There's definitely more kind of intimacy to that. And it, you want it quick. You don't, you're right. Like you don't want them. They don't want to be sat there doing something for hours on end when they've got a, a huge queue of people. Yeah. It's, it's totally, it's a weird thing convention sketch stuff and especially the way it's gone now where people are like right these are my slots and you pay in advance it's just like taking all of the interaction out of it and you can't stand there and you can't talk to somebody and like have that thing where you vibe you kind of feel each other out and then you know then both of you know exactly what you want like you may have talked it out you know you know you may not have known what you wanted from an artist until you've spoken to them so yeah i I, I get that completely, Tim. I totally agree with you on that. But for an either an in demand an in demand artist at a convention, or someone who uh, just doesn't want to disappoint people or has a hard time sticking to their egg timer, you know, like five minutes per sketch, mm -hmm. five minutes mm -hmm. per sketch. Uh, organizationally, I understand a, an artist at a convention simplifying things. It's like if I only give myself six slots or ten slots per day. I know what's expected of me. If I just show up and I'm going to do sh shorter sketches if there are more people and longer sketches if there aren't, that can be stressful. And yeah, it can yeah. be harder to sort of budget. It's like, okay, I, I want to make $2,000 this weekend. So I'm going to yeah, do yeah. 10 sketches Saturday, 10 sketches Sunday, 100 bucks. Very good. Yeah. This was this was relatively uh, relatively quick a quick one and i think as i mentioned before the think this was uh yeah london film and comic con which is a strange show so sometimes um yeah the, the artists who are in demand is yeah almost entirely in, unpredictable and also their whether they're there or not can, is was uh, potentially unpredictable as well because there was a lot of uh, a lot of it's one of those shows where there's a lot of late late announcements and a late cancellations and also uh late nights on a saturday night with uh, mm. late mornings people coming in on a on a sunday i miss conventions this is just making me sad Can... <laughs> so yeah we we missed the we missed the opening uh, sort of preamble uh with, with our sort of experience of conventions for you chris what's what's your your experience been been like in terms of uh, attending various conventions and particularly collecting sketches is that something that, that you tend to do when you go well, it's well my um experience was was kind of molded i guess in that i'm really close friends with um nick and mass uh, in demand toys and uh, they obviously you know they're a big toy independent toy company in the uk and what would uh in fact the the first show i ever did was um auto assembly which was one of the transformers it was the the show that was the before tf nation effectively and um i remember being in the store and i'd, I'd known nick for a couple of years i've been going in i've been buying gi joe transformers and stuff like that from his shop in norwich uh, uh <laughs> You, everyone everyone in the UK will know what Norwich is, but I don't think many people in the United <laughs> States will. And um, basically, um, he said to me just out, out of the blue one day, he said, would you want to come along? Do you want to help us? And I'm like, yeah. So this started this ridiculous, like, every convention they did, which was like MCM, Memorabilia, LFCC, uh, Kapow, 
um, when it was when it was being run, the Mark Miller convention. Um, what else did we do? Uh, we did uh, the local conventions. We did auto assembly. Like I said, we did everything that was at the end, the um, you know that, that usually was like a pop culture convention at the London um, the Doc Docklands. What's it called? Excel. Big, yeah, Excel. Thank you. Anything that was at the Excel, we did. And the celebration, Star Wars celebration. So I got really spoiled where I would help. <laughs> <laughs> I would work the weekend and effectively just be in early, get to look around everywhere before the before people turned up, uh, buy things off other, you know, vendors because, you know, we were vendors. So it was always the, you know, the kind of unwritten rule of, you know, if you wanted something, you could just speak to the vendors about it early and buy it there. And uh, so I got really fortunate with that kind of stuff. And um, I would I would get sketches from artists. Um, I have uh, good friends who who do that stuff as well, like John Paul Bove, who I'm really close with. And I would often just get stuff from him, even though we're really good mates. I'll just be like, OK, yeah, I need something. I, I need some more stuff. Um, he does some great. He does a lot of like um, coloring and, and inking work on Transformers covers, and also interiors. He's he's been doing um, eighty four Transformers eighty four recently. So he's um, yeah, really big fan of his. Uh, and yeah, I've got, I think I've got about six or seven um, con- convention sketches that he's actually colored. Uh, he, he was at, at one time he was actually coloring them digitally and printing them at shows. Yeah, he's a, he's a machine. Cool. He's a machine, and he's really funny, lovely guy. But yeah, I'd, I've often, uh, you know, if, if there's been an artist there, especially if they've been connected to like Action Force or GI Joe, I've I've tried to at least have a meeting or speak, see them, and and speak to them and stuff. But uh, you know, and most of the time, I'll either buy something that they they have, you know, there like a sketch they've already done, like prints and stuff, or I'll, um, uh, yeah, I, I have had the the occasional. I've actually got, um, especially in the since I've been living in the US. Kate and I go to a lot of conventions in the US and we've built up this huge folder of like artwork, prints and stuff like that that we've bought from from uh, from the shows and I've got loads but maybe that's another episode down the ro- down the road sometime. Yeah, sounds great. Let's let's do that down the road for sure. Cool. Uh next sketch does will this work that came in. So uh, here we go. Will this work, or is it the end of it? Oh, just looking at my face. To... At Sorry, guys. Uh, oh yeah. Let's so, all let's yeah, all gr- yeah. let's all group together and get Mark some Streamyard um, lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably just need a a, a, um, a faster PC. So that'll be. Nice let's all group together and not buy Mark a faster PC. Ah. Let's let him do that by himself. <laughs> let's set up a GoFundMe for a better Wi-Fi connection. Okay, here we go. Uh... Hey, <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. This is the content okay. we come here for. Wow. Is is this also Chris Weston? <laughs> Guess the artist. <laughs> That's Mark. Oh, wait. This this is the is artist. Mark. There we go. That's Mark. It is Jay. So uh, oh, okay. this was one that <laughs> that Jay did for uh, for us. That so that's uh, brilliant, that's marvelous, brilliant. <laughs> very good, very good, sir. Uh, <laughs> the mouth is perfect. The the big smile there is, uh, is absolutely fantastic. That's great, Jay. That very is good, a great sir. rendition. 
very can we can we critique the crap out of it considering (laughs) (laughs) that's really good man i love Uh, it i i think i think this i think this drawing is is a a handsomer more more uh, you know youthful eyes twinkle in the eyes um better better hair better hair than than the real uh so jay you've done a really nice job of um capturing an essence and yet exaggerating the best parts yeah and i did this, yeah. this is a pre-covid <laughs> reference <laughs> I he, he, he did not have good source material to work with so he's done a great job here it's fantastic <laughs> there we go tear it up, Chris. Tear it up. i will burn it <laughs> brilliant brilliant excellent have stuff. you got another gi joe one in all seriousness I got to the I've got to the end of the GI Joe ones in this particular book, but cool. uh, I have I have prepared some emergency content. Should we nice. want to carry on and go on? Let's, let's, do one more. let's do one more. Let's do one more. Sixteen let's, uh... more. <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me shuffle this screen so I'm taking this out and I can get it queued up, ready to go. Okay. Pick a sketch, any sketch. Yeah, let's let's go with this one. Chief shifting headbands. Nice one, Ben. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's the end of that sketchbook, but I've still got okay. lots of non-Joe stuff in that in that book. And, uh, and yeah, G.I. Joe stuff abounds everywhere else. So, uh, yeah, plenty of uh, content to share uh, once my computer starts working. Like I said on the previous episode, I'm 100% stealing this idea and will be doing um, my own sketch uh, slash commission based reveals on Armour Geekton and um, we'll probably be inviting all you good fellas on to discuss the art if you so Sorry, choose. I'm busy. I'm busy that, that I'm afraid. <laughs> what, have... day, what day were you going to ask me to do it? <laughs> Whatever day you're busy. I have been known to talk about comic arts mm-hmm. for people who are listening or in front of me. Uh, if you come to my shop when the shop is empty and you are one of my employees or my manager, I've been known to complain about comics because there's a lot of <laughs> bad comics, comic art, mm. storytelling, covers, color. That's true. That's true. Uh, they can't all but, be winners. But for, Name you know, all of them. For public consumption, <laughs> I want to keep it positive. Very good. Okay, next one up. Here we go. That's wicked. I love the art. I think that was actually one that your brother got at Thought Bubble. And yeah, I think it's um, is it Cliff Chiang? It is Cliff Chiang for Peter. You're right. So it was actually my brother's one. This one, but I had a matching one. Uh, Yeah, sort of. What's the the eyes? What's the TB on the bottom? Thought bubble. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's one of the best uh, comic cons in uh, in the UK. It normally happens around about November. Um, yeah, lots of very uh-huh. cool guests, and they sort of go for quite interesting mix of guests as well. So a lot of kind of the up and coming kind of indie artists and. Uh, what year was that, Mark? Sorry. Twenty fourteen. Uh, so this is uh, this is at the end of so Cliff Chang drew most of the first uh, f- uh, 30, 40 issues of Wonder Woman after the new fifty two launch. So he's yeah. he's so waist deep this... in Wonder Woman right now. 
uh, when he yeah, drew this. I think at that point, yeah, he'd pre- he was pretty much getting to the end of it. Yeah, so um, he'd been doing Wonder Woman for a long time. At, uh, I that. really like this. I, I love the eyes inside. I think there's so much going on in there. There's all this kind of like this, I don't know, the, the, you, you can't really tell what's going on under the hood. And, that, and the, it's almost like a glimpse into He's, you know, this, this horrible, horrible yeah, he, yeah, he's got so much emotion out of what is effectively just a white dishcloth on his head. But like you said, the eyes is just really penetrating. He's a little crazy, uh, <laughs> like seeking revenge, seeing something terrible that someone shouldn't be doing, uh, filled with regrets because of some missed opportunity. Um, and then the inking in the background, it, it got Chris. I think Destro's just using his uh, his tea mug, and he's just reacting as <laughs> he would. Get your get your bloody hands off my tea mug. There, for me, there is an ideal length, thickness, and sort of amount of volume to Hooded Cobra Commander's hood. And some artists and some action figures, it goes a little too far. Um, uh, the, the live action photograph of Cobra Command, someone in a Cobra Commander costume for the 1992 Impel trading cards, right? Yes. Where you know, you're, the, not, you're coming not, out the forest, co- coming of out of the five potted plants, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you're not the only one waiting for GI Joe. Um, the, an actual hood is is a little hard to manage because where are the shadows hitting from the eye holes? Can you then see the eyes? Is it hanging sort of too? Uh, yeah. uh, stiffly, it's like it's like Batman's cape, right? By the time uh, Batman Forever shows up in 1995, if Batman's going to zoom past the camera, let's just do his cape in CG because then we can make it look exactly how we want. We don't have to worry about shadows and folds and like little strings. Maybe you can or can't see. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is uh, in my very narrow, ideal sort of length for, for hooded Cobra Commander's hood. This is in my low end of it, right? Uh, but it's <laughs> it's nice, and it's it's just a little activity, and then the inking in the background. You know, it's not rain, it's not a shadow, it's sort of whatever it needs to be. Yeah, I think if you don't add the, I, I get, I don't know, I've never had a a a rag on my head in this guise. But what happens <laughs> with the bridge of the nose in terms of the way that it hangs? Mm. Obviously, this is I love this, but it does look like a Pac-Man ghost. <laughs> uh, that's true, and I, I think I think that I think that is Cliff Chang's style coming out. In that his drawings are very slightly flattened. Yeah, like you look at his Wonder Woman's face, and it, uh, you know, very slightly recalls um, uh, like stained glass or you know artists who who abstract a little bit more. He's not he's not drawing like the most rounded of circles and uh, spheres. Uh, yeah. So yes, yeah, there should be something going on with the nose, but you know, so much of comics art is is taking stuff out. Oh. Hi yeah. um, guys, to see that. Uh, that yeah, no, this there. is this this is the one he did me a gung ho at the same convention. Oh, cool, nice. cool, That's um, really cool. But again, oh, like, like you it. like you say, minimal line art, um, kind of flattish, but you still he still gets um, you know, still gets the job done. Yeah, and there's and just something Cliff really. Actually, I, I, I find something there's something really charming about this uh, this particular Cobra Commander sketch. Like the the it's it, it, I think it's the fact that you look at the eyes and it's like this terror, horrible, like crazy, awful. But then the the hood does, like you say, look really kind of like cutesy. 
you know what I mean? So there's like <laughs> this kind of like battle going on in my head as to whether this is really evil or really funny. I can't tell which one it is. A drawing like this also engages us differently with a G.I. Joe character because, yeah. you know, they're action figures and um, the, the package art and covers and certainly the interiors, right, are mostly full body and they tend to be action poses. And we we very rarely get a portrait of a Joe yeah. or Cobra character, uh, like the the gung ho sketch that Chief just uh, held up. You know, like you know, you can get like a really satisfying like Frank Quitely Batman portrait, and like we all know Batman. But so much of Cobra Commander, I think, for us is sort of wrapped up in like the voice from the cartoon, or like these sort of dramatic villain poses or like him holding a gun as an action figure or you know the, the Hector Garrido painting where he's taking a pose with an explosion behind him. And to have, have this sort of quiet moment externally, but this very active moment internally. Yes. It focuses us. Yeah, that's good, good perfect show. explanation. I just, I just say stupid things and Tim explains it in perfect, perfect ways. So <laughs> thank you, Tim. Yeah, I was just gonna say Cliff um, sort of ran quite an interesting uh, process for his sketches for, for this particular thought bubble, which is essentially he announced them um, on uh, social media. He said, "I'm going to be opening up a list for my sketches for Thought Bubble. You know, get you know, contact me via my website to uh, request it. What I will be doing are these sort of A5 style pictures. That makes a lot of so sense as well. Quite, yeah, yeah, quite quite small. These are, you know, that." that sort of size um and uh a shot just tell me the character and uh you know not been over to the uk before so you know very in demand and and the and the list went literally i think five minutes um they weren't super them, expensive though were they they were how much were they they were they were 25 probably, bucks or something or i think they oh were my god they're wrong that. i think okay. they were more um i don't think so i think it was just probably pitched at about the right level of price he probably you know given that they went so quickly he probably could have gone a bit higher but um awesome. yeah it was like enough to make you think but uh but, but still you know still definitely worth it so i got that was peter's one and i got one at the same show which uh mark you did just say it was headshots only that's right yeah 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 okay. that's another way um, to keep things simple for yeah exactly so here's my one Ooh, that's awesome I like that. So, uh, Baroness, uh, yeah, again, rectangular glasses, looking quite intense. There. I wonder in who's using space. her tea mug. <laughs> Destro. Destro, stop. Get your own mug, Destro. You're an arms dealer. There's only, there's only one mug to go around the three of them, I think. What What is the year that Cliff Chang's G.I. Joe number one Baroness variant cover was published? Is that before or after uh, this sketch? It was pr I'm, I think it was before. So actually, I was going to flick. There he is. Oh, holding, neat. Oh, there he is. Holding it. There, there's Cliff. Uh, there is uh, the a really small Tiny, one. tiny. There is the... <laughs> There is the Wonder Woman. Uh, sorry, there is the uh, cover. Baroness, yeah. Uh, that uh, cover art. And this there is, is where it actually appeared. So it was on the yeah, cover to the. Can you go uh, back to the black and white one? Yeah, I was. I, it's just when I sort of zoom in and out that it sort of goes a bit funny. Oh, okay. And, uh, obviously, um, you know, this cover, um, 
sort of people definitely like his take on 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 that because he's subsequently done these aren't mine uh, a couple of other sort of sketches of uh, the GI Joe characters there. So uh, there's Scarlet Baroness Troopers in the background. That looks like it's 2011. The the Cliff Chang cover with the red background and the his tank, yeah. right? In black and white or in color. This is a perfect example of drawing a drawing a character who is already sexy, right? The Baroness is established as sexy and not amping it up, right? This mm. is not this is not over sexualized. This is not exploitive. Um, and this actually is a pose that the Baroness would take, right? I think leaning against a his tank. She's not like bending over yeah, to like, like emphasize yeah. anything. And so this image is right. And, and a friend of mine who draws comics used this word when we were talking about sort of stuff that's over over sexed. Yeah. Um, alluring. The Baroness here is alluring. And um, so Cliff Chang, he he hits this uh, sweet spot. Um, and yet it's also a really strong piece of design because he's leaving uh, like two or three major areas for just a flat color. Um, you have this really strong black in the bottom uh, third, and then it's broken up by this really strong black that's more active with her. And there's just enough of the 788, uh, and there's just enough of this, this sort of rounded triangle on the side of the, the cockpit that we know what this is. And it is this, this ends up being um, there's like you know five percent like Chinese propaganda poster or like yeah, Russian yeah. Russian constructivist like yeah, propaganda yeah. poster in here, and yet it's it is just a GI Joe cover. It's not like onward to victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, totally agree. I totally agree. Interestingly, <laughs> this this one was this one was think, done 2009 it looks like so i think it was done a number of years as a private commission prior to then being reused as uh, an instantly iconic cover image as, as well yeah very good decision whoever was able to to wrangle that one big time very cool cool so uh yeah that was i think everything that i was going to uh to to share and i've got those uh I'll grab it from the across the other side. I've got those uh, Chang framed. He's got the human being framed in his. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff his Chang. Room. Cliff Chang signed at my store. And, oh. Uh, ooh, neat. I like that. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I think Sam and... has just joined, uh, just as we're ending. But uh, good to have you on, Sam. Uh, Tim, yes, please, <laughs> please tell us the story. Uh, Cliff Chang signed at my store, and uh, this is the one time we've done this, and I want to do this again more often. Uh, he and our other guest and some friends at the store and the employees and I uh, then went to a karaoke bar. <laughs> um, and I don't know if Cliff, I mean, Cliff Chang probably doesn't remember me. He might vaguely remember the store. Uh, he was in Boston for a convention, and he signed, I think it was the night before, um, but I, I have blurry photos of Cliff Chang <laughs> in, in a very large private karaoke room, um, which I've, I've sort of been meaning to send to him because after I take photos of people, I, I don't really post photos on Facebook to say like, here's a thing I did. I tended to sort of send the photos to the person and say like, oh, that thing that we were involved in. <laughs> so no, pay, give me the send me the money or they go on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self, send Cliff Chang those photos from his signing and, 
and karaoke. I don't remember what song he sang, songs he sang, but there's probably an angle <laughs> where we can see the screen and then figure it out from the lyrics. Nice guy, very nice guy. Amazing, cool. Very cool. Yeah, so that was all I was planning to, to cover, um, but um, I think there's lots more uh, ammo in our art magazines, if that is an analogy that works. Uh, to be firing at you, the audience, in future episodes. <laughs> Tim is that means Mark will be showing more of his sketches. <laughs> oh, right. I thought he was going to shoot us with art. I didn't realize <laughs> that's what that meant. So, yeah, uh, maybe even we might see some of Chief's own art there. Ben's saying, Chief is actually an amazing artist, but never draws. <laughs> his, his toe, toe jam and Earl. Famous. Not sure about that. Chief, have you drawn some G.I. Joe characters in a no. sketchbook or something? Okay. No, the, the, Ben is uh, wildly misremembering when, <laughs> I, when I drew on my bedroom walls as a kid. Like, I got sanctioned. I got permission from the parents. Um, oh, right. Uh, but, yeah, no, I was drawing, like, you sanctioned. know, but, uh, yeah, I got sectioned probably more like it. But I was drawing full on, you know, one or two, three foot big murals on my inside bedroom walls which i have got some pictures of which i will post up but they were they were um yeah they were okay but i'm not Can you an draw artist. me like one of your french girls please <laughs> yeah it's in it's already in the email ready to send thank you right excellent so yeah that let's uh let's reconvene at some future point and we can uh, look at some more art together and uh and discuss it so that would be cool uh and yeah in the meantime let's see who wants to promote themselves first so uh jay can't be here so i'll promote him on his on his behalf you can check out jay at the his break bake break room sketches over at facebook where can people find you find me at a real american book.com and Chris, I think people can find you everywhere. I force myself on everybody in the internet. Uh, Full Force Podcast, uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and also Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. So, yeah, check us out. News bursts, weeklies. Just dropped one today, actually. Uh, weekly dropped this morning. So, yeah, check that out. Lots of interesting news this week as well. Chief, Loads. what about you? Uh, head on over to um, YouTube, type in Armour Geekdon. Um, I'm going to be reviewing this guy, this new Boba Fett Deluxe. Uh, see if I can get this review out today. He's only just arrived. If the missus lets me, she's probably already in a mood with me because I spent too long up in the loft, but we shall see. <laughs> and you can find out more about uh, us, the regular show, all of the links, all of the uh, links to the podcast, uh, to podcasts and information and photos and more over at talkingjoe.co.uk Mark, what is our next what's our next podcast episode? So we are dropping this recording next and then after that we will be reconvening to continue our disavowed read through so we will be covering the arc of gi joe by image slash devil's due from 2002 approximately uh, which started in issue number six and i believe runs to issue number nine so yeah looking forward to reading that and uh, discussing that very shortly 
But in the meantime, when all's said and done, we will see you down the road. Because we've been talking Joe. And we're all out of Joes. Full force. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And what do I do next? I did something. Where was it? It was this. This man can't be stuck.